Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I got a great guest joining me here today. Kitsa de Jong is joining me here today. We're going to talk about energetic cellular healing and cancer, you know, treating the emotional imbalances at the root of the disease. This is so important because so many of you have heard me talk about my own healing journey. Basically, Benny, which I didn't really talk about when I was going through it. Hi, Benny. How are you today? Hi, Hi. Jacob. Good how morning. are you? Doing well. How's it going? Good. Yeah. For a lot of years, I just sucked it up and kind of kept rolling. And thank goodness I had this show, which, uh, boy, you know, came came out doing this in 03, came out and all of a sudden had a mystery disease in 04. And then every sort of word in the book, you hear about what is going wrong with you. And the minute that somebody talks about cancer, or the minute that somebody says something as a diagnosis, what can you feel emotionally in your body? What do you feel? How does it feel? What is it that may become a complete insight and possibility for the deepest level of healing you can imagine? But what if you're like me and you don't know what you don't know? That's why you get a hold of my guest who has written a fantastic book, Energetic Cellular Healing and Cancer. The treating the emotional imbalances at the, and let's say it, root of the disease. My mama from <clears throat> South Carolina would say the root. You get at the root of the disease. <laughs> the point is you got to get to the bottom of it. You've got to get to the bottom of it. Today, we're going to talk about what that journey is like, why this is one of the most important conversations about compassion and passion when we talk about working with cancer. So it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Pat. It's great to be here. Um, let's just talk for a minute, if we could, about you and your journey. Um, this is when I read a book like this and I get a sense about the person that's writing the book, it's very important for me because I get a sense about how many questions you were in search of, how many answers you wanted to know or find out about, you know, how, how many things the regular mode of operation, if I could say regular mode of operation, did not provide or does not provide. But when we take a look at what I think you call conscious medicine, right? Um, when we take a look at the many layers of this, we get a depth of understanding that I don't think modern science allows for. 
And I want to ask you this question, given everything you've done in this, given all the work you've done, given the book we're about to talk about, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you personally had to overcome to bring you to this moment? What I personally had to overcome basically was not even that much. I've never been seriously ill. I've had some accidents, but I've had no serious illness. But basically what I had to overcome was an, 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 an inner limitation of my own belief system and believe in myself and believe in the power of humanity. Because we as human beings are capable of so much more than we really think we are. And in our educational system and in our society system and in our medical system, we are kept much smaller than we are. We are energetic beings who can perceive much more than we realize. And I slowly bit a bit have overcome that by studying with the Barbara Brand School of Healing for six years in New Jersey and, and, and uh, Miami. And slowly bit by bit, my world widened and my extrasensory perception widened so that I really could take it seriously and basically do away with my limited cell belief system. You know, I love what we're talking about here. Um, I'm from New Jersey, by the way. Okay. <laughs> well, I've been there often. <laughs> I bet you have. Um, but one of the things I love about this is to be in a place where you and I can have a conversation about a book that you've written that gets at the core of what so many, many, many people a hundred years ago, we're trying to say, we're trying to talk about, before we had the medicine we have now, mm -hmm. before we had the CAT scans, but underneath it and understanding it. And I don't know of a single person, and we're going to dive into this, that sits in front of a doctor or sits in front of anybody else and, and hears the word cancer or something like that. It's an emotional charged word yeah, but absolutely. this is something you're passionate about well <laughs> am i passionate about it it it, it has called me yes so it's not that i that i in my life has have felt all these six years of my life i felt passionate about cancer it just comes onto my path i i i developed this healing technique and for the last 15 years basically only people with cancer come to me I don't get people with heart problems. I don't get people with high blood pressure. I don't get people with psychotic problems, et cetera, et cetera. It simply all funnels down to, to cancer. And why that is, I'm not quite sure, but that made me totally specialize in this disease. And with then what I studied at Barbara and the School of Healing, applying these specific healing techniques to the cancer and being very flexible per individual of how to apply these various healing techniques and thereby indeed treat and often be able to support the client in healing cancer. So today when we look at this and, and for me, I, boy, I'll tell you, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know back in 2004. I had been the pillar of help, if you can imagine that. And then my world got cracked open. Mm. And I went on a journey 
that you talk about in your book, and certainly that other people that have contributed in this book, I went on a journey that I knew nothing about. And I want to start with asking you about what you've discovered so deeply about energetic cellular healing. Basically that all our memories of all that we have experienced in this lifetime and to a certain extent in previous lifetimes, that all these memories are stored in the cells of our body. And the positive memories, great, they lead the life that's absolutely fine. They do not create any energetic blocks, any energetic uh, hiccups in our energy system and in our physical body. But all our negative, all our unpleasant experiences of grief, uh, negative mindsets, negative belief systems, etc., etc., they create basically first stagnations in our aura, in our energy field, in our chakras. And bit by bit over the years, and it can be sometimes within the space of a few hours, but most of the time it's spent in a few years or decades, these energetic blocks filter slowly through the lower levels of our aura into our physical body and then become indeed physical illnesses or diseases. So it starts with an energetic distortion, which slowly filters into the physical body. And then basically they block the circulation, they block the cellular movement, they block the uh, flushing out of toxicity, so it becomes tighter and tighter, denser and denser. And the words I use in the book quite often is indeed corroding and festering. And the corroding and festering of these energetic blocks makes it physically, the power of the physical body and the immune system become really compromised. It is the corroding and festering of emotional blockages and mental images and belief systems and spiritual disconnection that causes very strongly the physical imbalance. And I want to talk about this when we come back from break. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what does that imbalance mean? What is the disruption of imbalance? What is imbalance? When you say the word, you think, oh, imbalance. Am I on a seesaw? Is that what I mean, imbalance? But imbalance in a complex system called the body and the energetic field, imbalance is such a powerful, a powerful energy, something that most people would say would get you off your game. And every one of us knows when we're stuck, we know when we're not looking at life and really thrilled about it. We know when something is just a little bit off. We know when our body speaks with us. We know when, you know, when our, the emotional side of who we are starts yeah. speaking yeah. to us. And basically it reduces the, the passion with which people live. And if you live in passion, basically all your chakras are open, you are grounded, you are totally convinced of the purpose of your incarnation, etc., etc. So then spirit and body come together. And boy... And and if you lose your passion, that spirit and body get disconnected. And we're going to talk about this in detail because a lot of times when folks hear us talk about passion, they think it has to be what you and I do for a living or maybe what they hear, you know, somebody as a celebrity talks about. But we're, we're talking about something that's more universal than that. We're talking yeah. about something that everybody has the opportunity to experience. And boy, when we are in that zone, we know it. We're yeah. going to take a short break. But before we do, 
let's tell folks, how do they get a copy of the book? How do What's get the a best copy? way? It is basically available on Amazon. Not everywhere in the world yet. I haven't got my own copies yet in, in, in Britain. <laughs> But it's uh, available on Amazon. You can order it also via Inner Tradition, our publisher in Vermont. So it's already available on the internet. And uh, otherwise, go to and, and if your local bookstore is open, I don't know if they are open in, in, in the USA with Corona stuff, but uh, then simply ask your local bookstore to, or, to offer it, uh, order it for you. Well, and this is what's going to happen. When we come back, we're going to take a look at, you know, passion and how this is shown up in the many stories that are yep. included in the book. Great. Let's yes. take a short break. We'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. The Finder of Lost Things, exploring your superpowers of trust, healing, and transformation with me, Hannah Belton. When my brother Christian went missing, I completely denied my grief. We can either transform and transition or we can stay stagnant. This podcast will uncover the process that Christian and I went on to find the lost things, him, and to find the parts of me that were missing. And there's things that are missing in you that prevent you from letting go, whether it's a person, a dream, a lifestyle. That process of trusting and finding the lost pieces and, and integrating them, that's where you get your sustainable transition that will carry on tune in every monday at 9 a.m pacific on transformationtalkradio.com you can find me at hannahvelton.online healing has a ripple effect one person's healing affects everyone around them this is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much. We are talking about energetic cellular healing and cancer. And I want to say this to all of y'all out there. This is, and whenever we do a show like this, these phone lines are open, you know, 1-800-930-2819. And what I mean by that is, you know, you might hear something today that strikes a chord with you. You might hear about stories and what we're about to talk about today. You know, when you work with people um, as deeply as 
we are discussing, things happen. Even in the work that I've done, you know, some of the hardest things for me have been watching someone pass away. And so what happens when you think about that? What happens when you see it? But there's an inspiration that comes through in this book. And there is an inspiration, you know, that is all about working with people intensely for over 30 years. And that is what this book is about. And that's what my guest is here to share. Because healing is not unidimensional. Can you, welcome back. Can you please let folks know, how do we find out more about you? So can you give out your website, please? My website is www.kitsetdeyoung.com. So my full name. Uh, Kitsetdeyoung. And by the way, if you don't know how to spell that, go to Transformation Talk Radio and simply click on the link and you'll be there. Yeah, that's easier than, than spelling it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's why I don't use my last name. Most people don't even know my last name because the spelling of it will not get you to me. Um, <laughs> look, I want there, there's so many stories in the book. And I just want to say to folks that you share so much in the book uh, through stories, through the work you've done with others. And some of these are really eye opening. And I said, I talked to you a little bit during the break about Ronald's story. And mm-hmm. I want to talk about that with you. And, and, and let's, let's discuss it with our listeners, because it was really clear to me as I was reading this. And it was close to me because my grandma uh, passed away of cancer in, uh, of the stomach. But we never looked at it the way that you've looked at this story and the way that yeah. you're looking at cancer. Because you are talking not just about the physicality of this, but you're talking about the emotional, the mental, the psychological, and the spiritual yeah. aspect. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, and that, for me, lies indeed the root of the whole problem, the, re- the, the root of every illness, including cancer. And like with, with um, Ronald, basically, his problem was guilt. He suffered from guilt. His mother died, almost died during his birthing process. So basically his birth already was covered in guilt. And he left his native, he left his family, his wife and children at some point to go to an ashram in India. So then again, he made a choice for himself and felt very guilty about it later. So he piled guilt upon guilt and that was the theme of his life. And basically the guilt was for him too much to stomach, too much to digest. And the rejection that he received and later from his children, for example, was also again reintroducing that guilt into his life and in a way that he simply couldn't couldn't digest it. He couldn't not digest that immense load of, of, of guilt, of shame, of putting himself first and rejecting so many people around him. When we are experiencing those things. Let's break this down for people. Um, we don't usually fully understand until some other part of us breaks down. That this is my language now. Yeah. Some of the part, some of the parts of us break down. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's many parts of us. Yeah. But what we discover along the way is, boy, wouldn't it be so simple if it were just physical? You know, for example, like I'm playing a sport, somebody. Somebody charges into me and I break a leg. Mm -hmm. That's so easy. This is then, this is what happened. This is a situation and my leg broke. Mm -hmm. That is not the case when we talk about something like 
and, and, and therefore it is so important to listen to your body. And basically in the first few chapters, I talk about a woman whom I call Evelyn. Um, and basically as a child, as a teenager, she was diagnosed with depression and her dentist told her to stop grinding her teeth. So these are very simple psychosomatic uh, issues that she's already dealing with as a teenager, which then later in life really developed into a serious illness. And the depression, she received volume for that from, from a doctor. So that was suppressed, yeah, but still the depression lingers somewhere in the hidden crevice in the body. And yeah, how do you stop grinding teeth when your dentist, dentist tells you to stop grinding your teeth? How do you do that? So basically these kind of signals that are given to a person in the beginning stages of life need to be taken seriously and, and unravel what is behind that, what kind of pattern is behind that, what kind of way of thinking is behind that, what kind of suppressing of emotion is behind that. And that unraveling comes through inner listening. Very quietly sitting still and a total honesty with yourself and a total compassion with yourself. Listen, what is my body telling me? What is indeed, again, the same word, not in balance here in my body? Why does my body show these specific symptoms in this specific part of the body or in this specific organ? And then, for example, Louisa Hay has got this wonderful book about all these different organs, all these different body parts, which mean uh, psychologically a specific issue, which signifies a specific issue. And I really I don't know the title of the book just offhand, but... How to heal your life, says my uh, souffleur here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, uh, that is also a really, really good book to have as, as basically a reference book. Okay, this part of my body says something. What do we do with it? What is going on over there? And that's a matter of, of, of self-discovery. And that part of self-discovery is simply exciting. It is exciting. I want to ask you, and, you know, the work that you've done, what has been the most challenging moments and what have been what ha, what have been some of the most rewarding moments <laughs> some of the most rewarding moments basically is either when people totally heal like for example in the book uh, sylvia's story sylvia black who lives here in Fenton, is the only person who whose real name i use yeah she was my first client and she was at some point my first client who I supported for a few years during a cancer process. And at some point she was lying in front of me on a treatment table and her lower three levels of her aura and her lower three chakras were energetically disintegrating. So energetically she was dying in front of my eyes, but through indeed deep inner work and deep uh, guidance work and working with the guides, everything got restored again. And 15 years later, she's still totally healthy and travels the world and plays tennis. That kind of healing in such depth is immensely rewarding. What is also immensely rewarding is when people have died and their relatives afterwards thank me. Whereas first I had that idea of, of course, if somebody dies, how upset will the relatives will be with me? How angry might they be with me? But that has only happened once that a spouse was really angry with me. Other times, people, children, husbands, wives have been really grateful for 
that a person in question could die with more inner peace. And that is so touching. It is so touching and helps us understand the compassionate level of transitioning and transformation. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, we don't spend a lot of time talking about it because we're spending time worrying about stages of something. Mm -hmm. Like you got to go through the stages of yeah. this. There's yeah. the stages of grief. And then there's the stages of mm -hmm. everything's got a stage. And we're so busy analyzing a stage yeah. that we totally disconnect yeah. from the energetic heart connection that exactly. is so yeah. important. I find myself with clients often analyzing very little, but really keeping that connection with the heart, keeping the connection with the soul, keeping that connection with the spirit. Like at the moment I'm working intensely with a woman who's got quite serious cancer as well, and she always wants me to explain everything I've done at the end of the session. I said, no, I don't. Stay in your softness, stay in your yeah. heart, stay in, in close contact with yourself. There lies your answer. Your answer does not lie in the knowing. Your answer lies in the being, in the feeling. Yeah. And that purity of, of, of beingness can only create, again, the balance that had been lost previously. Yeah. So you I know, analyze I analyze very little. I don't like analysis. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I'll tell you what. It, it's even when I had to, to analyze when I went back to school, mm -hmm. I made sure that I wasn't just going to produce something with numbers. So mm -hmm. I insisted you know, looking back now, boy, that was a long road to take. I insisted on both producing the numbers that academics absolutely need to have, but also the qualitative. You know, what were people saying about broken hearts and broken promises? Exactly. What and were which, they saying? And which words and which uses, which phrases were they using? How which, were they wording Yes. It? Yes. And, you know, when you look at that, those phrases, and when you look at what people say about their life's journey, or let's just say about the things that happen in mm -hmm. their lives to them, when they st when you start to hear it, you can feel, yeah. you yeah. can feel exactly. joy, you can feel yeah. pain, you can feel yeah. it. And yeah. the question then becomes is, what does the cellular, energetic cellular aspect of who we are, what does that uniquely smart system do with it we're going to take a short break when we come back what if you could be aware what if you could be aware what if you could be aware of what you're holding on to in your mind what if you could be aware of how you might be ruminating about a future that may not happen what if we could be aware the next question is what do you do with that that I'm not going to answer. That's what my guest is going to answer today. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Hi, I'm Trish Laub from A Cup of Comfort, where we talk about care hero topics that nobody wants to talk about. Here's your care hero tip of the day. During all care hero journeys, the need to keep track of a lot of information arises, some of it critical. 
Possibly the greatest challenge care heroes face is the gathering and organizing of information. Just as every trade has a power tool, whether an electric drill or a laptop, my family's care hero power tool was the three ring binder. We generated a mini library of labeled three ring binders, one for each category of information, complemented with additional spiral notebooks used to detail medical appointments and episodes. This unfussy and convenient system of binders helped my family stay organized and able to deliver the dignified care and end of life my parents desired. Tune into my show to learn more. See you on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 12 Pacific here on Transformation Talk Radio. Feel free to reach out to me at info at the truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. For more about me, go to Transformation Talk Radio with the Dr. Pat Show. Energetic cellular healing and cancer, treating the emotional imbalances at the root of disease. Um, I want to make sure people know how to get a copy of the book and how they can find out more about you. So one more time, let folks know where it's available, how they get it, and how they can follow with you, your journey. My website is www.tietzetjung.com. You will find my exact spelling of my name, which is very unusual on, indeed, the talk show link. And the book can be obtained by either in a tradition publisher in Vermont, or you can click onto Amazon, simply type in my name, and you get a whole series of books that have been published over the years. Great. I want to jump to a couple of things that I feel we suppress yeah. in society. And in your book, as I was looking, um, and it really does have to do with imbalance as well. I was reading in your book in, in talking about the conversation about grief and sadness. And you also reference back to Ronald's story as a prime, exa- prime example. You talk about this, right? But this idea of grief and sadness and where it resides you know, how often have we been out or been out with other people and, you know, folks would say, boy, that got me in my gut or that gets me in my gut. Exactly. Um, but I want to talk about what seems to be mixed messages about what they are and what to do. 
during the break, I was saying to you that how often are we told, or maybe we tell our kids, you know what, just get over that. Just get over that. So you got a phobia about needles. Mm -hmm. Forget about it. Just get over it. Go get yeah. that done. Yeah. It ain't just not that easy. It's not that easy. No, no that is not that easy. And basically, then, then you get an unacknowledgement of the trauma that is behind that fear. If you have an, a, 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 basically a fear of needles, of injections, then there is a reason for that. Whatever the reason may be, there might have been an injection when you were a baby just after being born, and it may have been very traumatic, and you don't re remember that consciously as, as, as a baby, but now it still sits in your energetic body. It still sits as a wounding, as an energetic block, as an energetic depletion in your energy body and therefore in your fear system. And all these traumas, all these unpleasant emotions that we have experienced in our childhood somewhere sit in our field, in our chakras, in our aura, and therefore in our physical bodies and in our awareness. And it is basically our task as human beings to create more and more the opportunity for ourselves as individuals to lift all the issues we hold in our subconsciousness to lift these into our conscious awareness. And then we come to the key word of indeed awareness, which is so important because if we choose to remain unaware and we simply go to watch the football or the soccer or the rugby or whatever else, and we go to the pub and drink, and drink a, a few pints, then we remain unaware. We might have a good time at yeah. least if our, if our football club wins, yeah? Right. But we don't resolve anything. We just cover it up under a smile and a, and a few pints and, and, and everything is hunky-dory again. <laughs> but basically, it is our task as incarnated beings to resolve all our subconscious issues. Because it is our subconscious issues, and there come these words again, that corrode and fester in our energetic body and in our physical body, which slowly in time create physical disorders and that can be cancer, can be whatever illness. Because this book is basically in its essence not just about cancer, although as as as, as a healing as a healer that has become my speciality, but basically all physical disorders fall under the same umbrella of being psychosomatic. I want to ask you about this too, because we have a lot of indicators in our system, in our body. And I really want to go back to, you know, a couple of the things that you say in the book, because first of all, the book is called Energetic Cellular Healing, right? Yeah. Uh, and cancer. And, you know, I want to go back to a, a, a couple of things in the book, especially as we talk about the emotional, the emotional aspects of our immune system, mm -hmm. right? That is a conversation we really need to start to have more often. Yeah. Yes, please. We don't do it. No. But yet, don't you find this interesting? Can I ask you this? Because I have found this interesting in my journey. Don't you find it interesting that we talk about immune and autoimmune, we use a word called what? Inflammation. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about the word inflammation and you think about a mental and emotional state, what happens, mm -hmm. right? What would happen if we took that word and we looked at inflammation and we looked at the immune system and maybe asked the question, 
do we have some kind of emotional inflammation going on here? Exactly. We have some kind of psychological inflammation yeah. going on here? And what, what do you think and, of that? And, and, and what kind of other words or kind of associations, what kind of expression of emotion do we associate then with the word inflammation? Why do we use that specific word? There's always a reason for that. And because I'm an author in, in, in various languages, basically, I'm so interested in words and phraseologies and why people use a specific phrase or a specific sentence. And the, the, the underlying meaning of such a word or the choice of words and, and sentences is really significant for people's state of being, state of mind, state of programming, image and belief system. And when I sit with clients, and we unravel their past and they tell their stories and quite often interrupt them and say, okay, why do you use this word? Why do you use this phrase? Why do you use this sentence? Or I simply ask the question, do you realize what you say here? Do you realize how debilitating that kind of remark is that you, that you now say about yourself? Because people most of the time are not aware what kind of programming they basically reprogram themselves with time and time again as into a mental pattern. And that mental pattern needs to be unraveled. Because if, if we can cure cancer sometimes, or we can cure any other disorder in any other disorder, but if the pattern remains, then the illness will come back. Because the root has not been eradicated. Yeah. And let's talk about this because I love that we have come up with this fantastic language here about mm -hmm. how to describe our physicality, right? There yeah. is so many, and, and you know, and I will say this too about my profession, right? We have so many categorizations of stuff that go on with the mind or the psyche with so mm -hmm. many categorizations. Have you ever wondered why when we look at the world of spirituality, we don't have all those characterizations? that we don't really break spirituality down into some prognosis or diagnosis or something of that nature. We don't really have a state of being where we break it down and say, we're going to put you in this category level one of state of being, right? Because the state of being just is. And yet here we are to really make sense out of everything we hear, everything we're told, and then how do we heal? And I want to ask you that once we now have this level of awareness, it's always been the question, what now? What next? Yeah. What do you do with it? What do I do and, with and, it? And then it comes to that wonderful phenomenon of free will. Yeah. And I'm part of the Fintorn Foundation, this big spiritual community here in northeast of Scotland. And at some point in the 70s, this BBC reporter did a live interview in the Finhorn Foundation, so that is 50 years ago almost, yeah? And he asked one of the founders, Peter Keddy, he asked, Peter Keddy, if everything is pre-orchestrated in life, if everything is predestined, where does it leave our free will? And Peter Keddy gave this wonderful answer. He said, you have total free will to obey or not to obey. And that's the same with this awareness. If you gain awareness, you have total ability to you have total free will to indeed obey your awareness and change what you need to change or you have also the free will to say okay i take a few pills and the symptoms will go away and that's me sorted but then indeed 
the same words again, the corroding and festering of the psychosomatic symptom continues. So that yeah, is indeed yeah. a free will once we have our awareness. I want to ask you this question too, because one of the people that I was very fortunate to mentor with, and I want to ask you about this when um, we come back from break, um, was a gentleman, Victor Frankel, Dr. Frankel, Victor Frankel. And I remember being younger and somebody handed me his book. Yeah. And I'm not, I wasn't the kind of person back then where you get a book and somebody says, you of all people have to read this book. Like you of all people have to read this book. And it sat around for about two or three years mm -hmm. before I actually picked up the book. But what happened to me was when I did finally read it and understand it, I never did make the connection that you're making in this book. I never did quite get to the place where we really have that freedom to choose so many things. Yeah so many things. And I want to talk to you about this when we come back. You know, I went yesterday and got my vaccine. And a lot of the people around me, people were talking to me about it's going to do this, you're going to feel bad, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. You know, don't worry, don't, you're going to be sick, a lot of language around that. And I had to create a meditative practice for myself. Mm -hmm. where that wasn't going to be my truth. For whatever reason, that wasn't going to be my, my truth. Yeah. And yet I knew I was in a decision mode. I am the one in control of this decision. Of course, I take advice, but I wasn't going to hold that consciousness. Mm -hmm. The question is, does that really work? When we come back, we're going to talk about, is it real or is it something else? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Creating and living the Octarian way, soul design for self-enlightenment and self-healing. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio, the second and the fourth Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with me, Vivian Chauvet. As we transcend the third dimensional plane of reality, we move into higher realms of existence. Let us reclaim our sovereignty as divine essence of light and unite our voices to successfully manifest ascension on earth. For information on our services, Copper Art Store, and to connect with me, visit infinitehealingfromthestars.com. That is infinitehealingfromthestars.com. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio with me, Vivian Chauvet. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
For more, visit beyondproof.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. You know, marriage is not always easy, but skills that improve communication go a long way. Tune in to The Relationship Rehab Show, Recovering Happiness in Your Love with Nancy Landrum and Dr. Pat each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Nancy is an author and teacher empowering couples to create and sustain loving marriages. Learn to listen, speak, and handle conflict with respect so your love can flourish. To learn more about Nancy and her work, visit NancyLandrum.com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Energetic cellular healing and cancer, um, treating the emotional balance is the root cause of disease. And by the way, for those of you out there, um, please make sure you know that the book is available. There are so many stories in here that I think you'll relate to. I shared one of them um, in the book about Ronald's story because it reminded me of, of, you know, my grandma, in a sense. Uh, But then, you know, we're talking about cancer and emotional imbalance. I mean, this is part of the journey, but all connected to this, everything that's connected to this is, is this feeling of disempowerment. And I think this feeling of disempowerment when our body no longer does what we want it to do, or in the language, if you've interviewed people, you talk to people, they feel that their body has failed them. They feel something has broken down, something that's out of their control. They don't really see a way. How am I going to work with this? And then along you come, and we're talking now, we're not helpless in this at this point, right? And that's a new idea for people, isn't it? We, we, We are not helpless at all. Whatever our body throws at us or whatever we throw at our body and how our body responds to that, we are not helpless. We can always maneuver ourselves in the position of indeed changing life habits, changing work, changing friendship, changing social surroundings, moving house, whatever. It is so important to simply adjusting silks to the wind of your whole life, time and time again, time and time again. Otherwise, you get rusty and otherwise you get stagnation and stagnation and comes often into the body again as a psychosomatic illness called rheumatoid arthritis, for example. That is when people get really stagnated in their life. So the joints stagnate. So we always have the power, whether we take the power or not, but we always have the power to change what we need to change. And it can mean upheaval. That can mean discomfort for a while. That can mean insecurity for a while. Great, then look at your insecurity. Look at your fear. Look at your comfort. Look at your discomfort. Why is that there? And how can you increase your inner strength, your inner faith, 
your inner belief system, your, your inner grounding and earthiness indeed to overcome these insecurities and these fears and the discomfort. It is as simple as that. You know, in the few minutes we have left, I want to really talk about the solution with you because there is a solution. And there is a solution that, you know, I'm very grateful and fortunate about discovering the solution in a really long and arduous way, because talking about energetic cellular healing, for me, if you want to go back 10, 15 years ago, this was very new to me. Now, my passion and purpose is to share you know, information like the book you wrote about you and the work that you're doing. I want to ask you about the possibilities. If we take a look at energetic cellular healing and cancer, let's talk about the framework for possibilities of people that will step into this, that will understand this and learn this. The possibilities are massive. And the possibilities is not a specific formula. The possibilities basically depend on every individual. So when there are 7 billion people on planet Earth, there are 7 billion possibilities. And it's all a different concoction, different combination of, of, of life's options that people need to take in order to adjust what serves them as an individual. So again, what a big difference is between the standard medical world where everything is put in formally, you've got this kind of disease for that, we have this pill, we have this injection, we have this kind of treatment, is very different from an energetic world or a therapeutic world, where indeed every approach to every client is different. Every approach to every client is different. And I've had my own clinic now for 27 years, and still I'm absolutely not bored with it because every client is so uniquely fascinating and how they deal with the childhood issues, how they deal with the trauma, how they deal with life circumstances. It is just a fascinating concoction of circumstances gathered together in that one physicalized body. You know, we take a look and we say yes to the passion and the purpose in our lives. And there's something yes, extremely rewarding about it. Yes, and please. one of the things I walk away with after reading your book is how powerful this is and how important it is for me to remember, yeah. you know, what passion can do, you yeah. know, what, what happens when you put passion and purpose together. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for writing this book. Uh, I want to thank you for reaching out to so many people and giving them what I consider to be the missing link in healing. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you in, in, in closing today, I'd love to know what your personal message is and what you'd like to leave us with today. The personal message is hope. Never give up hope. And the first book I wrote about this work with cancer, Cancer Healer's Perspective, which was 10 years ago, Basically, the subtitle is Messages, Insights, and Stories of Hope. And that's what I really want to install in people, hope and positivity. Whereas the medical profession, of course, with the, often with their diagnosis and prognosis, is hopeless, terminal cancer, etc., etc. Yeah, I, want, I really wish people to, also when they have severe cancer, also when it's classed as terminal cancer, there is always hope. Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you for joining Thank me you, here Pat. today. Thank you, but for having me here. 
You Great. bet. Benny, thank you for pushing all the right buttons. Jacob, thank you for making everything look great. We're going to take a short break. Everybody will be right back.